0: Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Gallery Girl is a London based website and curatorial platform dedicated to contemporary art from across the globe. In this podcast, we're going to focus on female artists, curators and practitioners who highlight art with roots in West Asia and North Africa. Enjoy. to the gallery girl podcast today my guest is hannah shanavaz a british iranian painter who is inspired by persian art and who makes her own paints from the earth minerals plants and gold celebrating the natural world i'm super excited to have her welcome hannah hi it's so nice to be here um what first got you interested in art
1: So I came from I came into the visual arts from actually I'd say music okay. um, and just loving Persian culture basically yeah I'm half Iranian uh-huh. and so I've been going to Iran for years since my childhood yeah and I mean in Iran it, it's just a country surrounded by beauty
0: mm-hmm.
1: um all the, all the handicrafts are still very much alive in everyday life, from like the doors being decorated, you know, teacups, windows, mm-hmm. it's just full of beauty. And so when I went to do my um, degree, I studied, I thought, okay, I'll study, you know, Persian yeah. studies at SOAS, mm-hmm. the School of Oriental yeah. Studies. So it did, it just does a bit of everything, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. So poetry, literature, history, um, but it wasn't anything there was no actual art class right the only practical thing was music so i actually got into persian musical instruments okay. um yeah which is amazing and then the literature i like, stole my heart because mm-hmm. persian sorry, persian iranian stories um, and the poetry they're so visual yeah. the way they describe them so it's like you're looking at a painting mm-hmm. um, again it just Everything is just beautiful, even their words. <laughs> and then when I graduated, um, so as I decided, okay, I'll just go to Iran, live there for a year, play music. I ended up staying for around six years. Wow! Okay. And, yeah, and there I just accidentally slipped into a painting class, and to be honest, fell in love. I fell in love with painting, the visual arts. So I ended up sort of swapping, putting down my instruments. And picking up the paintbrush and have never looked back. <laughs> That's how it started.
0: Wow. And did you all, from the beginning, was it always inspired by Persian history and culture?
1: Yeah. You mean since the...
0: Since you started beginning. painting. And, oh. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so I... I because mean, it was in Iran, obviously, um, there were just... Uh, it, Iranian painting classes in Mm -hmm. their style and so I was first interested in the flower and bird tradition which Uh are like huge sort of paintings you see them on like the palace walls there lots of wall art um, and it's all about the nightingale and sort of rose type theme Mm -hmm. and I I did that so I didn't actually learn Persian miniature in Iran to be honest yeah I I did the big sort of flower birds and just got really into colour. It was a real exploration of colour for me and Mm -hmm. playing with paints.
0: And now you make your own paints now, don't you? Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: So so after my time in Iran, I went to do my master's degree back in London Mm -hmm. at the Prince's School of Traditional Arts. Mm -hmm. And it's unit-based again, so you sort of have to learn a bit of everything. And one of the units there is paint making, Uh which just stole my heart. Um, I mean, a few things about it. Working with the earth. I I mean, I didn't even know colours like that existed from the earth and that we could use it. It was such an awakening and how beautiful and how sparkly and how vibrant.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So that was amazing. And then the control it gives you over what you want in the end result in your paint so if you want texture you can have texture if you want to keep the sparkles and the crystals you can do that and it just opened a world of possibilities in terms of visuals Mm -hmm. rather than buying a tube of paint that lots of decisions have already been made for you like making your own you just this whole world of creativity ready to be explored because I had all these decisions in front of me that I could make Um, so that was one aspect the other aspect I really began to enjoy the aspect, of the physical to it. I mean, it's hard, to sort of crushing rocks and grinding yeah. and all of that. And I really liked, I think, working for my art and having that whole, like, let your energy go out into the whole physical process and then afterwards sit down and meditate and do the painting. It was like two types of energy to work with. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, yeah, that, that stole my heart. Really working with the earth stole my heart.
0: Wow, and um, where do you get all the pigments from?
1: Yeah, so then that kind of led me, so I wanted to get into that a bit deeper. Okay. So I took this trip back to Iran where I heard about an island in the south of Iran that had this amazing red earth. Mm -hmm. So I went there, I thought, let's get some red earth and make paint. Mm -hmm. And as I was exploring and I met an amazing artist who's a local, he's called Ahmad Nazarian. he told me about... The island and how there's all these different colours. So I sort of went to explore and found you know different types of hematite, yellows, um, blacks, sparkly colours, and then just ended up making paint from I think over around forty different different earth types. Wow! Which got me excited to start foraging. Yeah. And collecting from the earth and not just from the pigments we've always sort of been told. You know the other norms mm-hmm. to make with and then since um doing that i found a whole world of pigment makers on instagram or foragers who are sort of doing the same thing and i just made some beautiful friendships and connections and so then i got into some pigment swaps mm-hmm. and we post each other bits of earth specimens or rocks from just all over the world really sort of wow. like a little gift giving (laughs) little swaps which is exciting because then also I've been getting surprises in the post so Mm -hmm. I don't always know what's going to end up on my palette
0: yeah that's so so cool to get um things from all over the world and and also to know where it's all come from and that it's not like made in a factory and that everyone else has what you have it makes it so much more special Um, yeah your work is really intricate. Like, how long does it take you to to make everything?
1: A long long time. (laughs) Quite a long time. Um, I mean, it depends on the scale as well. So I normally like to do what I call sort of, like, um, a masterpiece sort of mother painting mm-hmm. for each collection which is one huge painting that locks everything in together like ties the whole story together mm-hmm. and then all the other little paintings around it um, are related I just love everything to be sort of connected and related and for I suppose a collection to have a real heart to it yeah so that will take me um, a year to two years
0: to wow do okay
1: well this newest one is going on towards two years but the other ones have taken over a year but then they weren't finished so I sort of have, have gone back to them right so quite quite a long time and then smaller ones I mean maybe a few months, it's, it's hard to say, because I tend to, if I get excited, I would just morning to night, night to morning, go into a painting, Yeah. but then, if I'm not, sometimes, you know, I'll need a break, and I'll just need some nature time, mm-hmm. horse time, um, so it's, it's always hard to answer, I, I, I should really write it down, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the big ones take, I, I pretty much dedicate a year, more than a year to two years of my life to the big
0: one
1: Um, so I go really deeply into that and Uh that's always the hard one to let go of I'm sure Um, yeah yeah
0: wow and um all your your um like scenes and stories they're all still coming from the same sources as when you started or the same Persian um stories
1: yeah so funnily enough so for the last um is it four years so since I first did my degree show mm-hmm. i kind of stuck so I, my heart went to this story um Khosra and Shirin mm-hmm. it, it just it's it stole my heart this Persian story Nizami's version mm-hmm. and so I, I sort of just did my own sort of scene of that and um just sort of took out the horse aspect of that and then the next year I did another scene and bits relating to that the next year. So I've sort of stuck to that one story, but using the story to um, talk about an aspect that interests me, which is humanity reconnecting, reconnecting to each other, reconnecting to the earth, the whole kind of coming back to oneness
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, as we've become distant and there is a movement for reconnection again. So I kind of, I like to kind of focus and celebrate that aspect. So that's been so far up till now, mm-hmm. and I feel like the last collection I've just done, I'm sort of finishing and closing down, That that's the end to that chapter of Hose and Shirin for me. Oh, wow. Do you know what Well, would... kind of. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say what's happening. So okay. a, half and half, so kind of. Um, exciting things are in the making. <laughs> so it, it won't be totally gone, but yeah. as we've seen it, how I've been doing it, mm-hmm. that's
0: sort of finishing. <laughs> oh, wow, amazing. And I first was captivated by the horses in your work. What, yeah. What do they represent? What do they mean to you?
1: So horses for me, I mean, so the first thing, obviously, is I, they just make me happy. Like oh, yeah. The most, On the simplest way, I'm just, they're, they're my happy place, happy thing in life. Uh-huh. Um, but what they symbolise, like going a bit deeper into that, is a pure... The wildness and freedom,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and the most like what I'm really feeling lately,
1: and I'm sort of really kind of focusing on is when I'm riding a horse, mm-hmm. um, I think probably anyone who rides a horse will probably say the same thing. Everything disappears from time, disappears, you know, life disappears, everything just kind of filters away, and you're really living in that moment, mm-hmm. the true, authentic moment that's real mm-hmm. and that's what exists and when you're on a horse it's like the horse's legs are you know taking you across the lands through the countryside you even you, you can probably explore places that you wouldn't go if you were just walking or you couldn't go in a car and you can go fast so you've got this pure connection to the ground mm-hmm. and at the same time that exact same time your head is in the sky and the wind is brushing over your face and through your hair and it's this pure earth sky connection and that's what's really fascinating me lately in a concept I want to explore more and more deeply in my new paintings um, and collections to come and it's like all of that being connected to this living being beneath you you know you've got this thing that's alive that you're you're one so you're connected mentally physically emotionally spiritually and so that kind of ignites the heart center you know Mm -hmm. so you've got this connection between sky earth and then heart and what is sky and earth without you know love Mm
0: -hmm. what's life
1: without love what's life without heart so that whole thing that's just yeah that's kind of like taking me at the moment (laughs) that's everything the horse does
0: (laughs) wow so do you have your own horses
1: I have one horse, she's uh-huh. called Phoenix. Oh,
0: that's a good name. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's very appropriate. Um, and she's amazing, she makes me laugh, she is beautiful. I, lots of, in the paintings I always sort of think of her. Yeah. And also watching, I think the horse, because I'm with her and all the other horses obviously every single day, watching them and how they are, it helps in painting because I kind of even I'm painting them in the persian miniature style and I take lots of the horses directly from what I the ones I've seen in persian miniatures mm-hmm. it still helps with the painting the shapes the shading just the mm-hmm. energy the, the, everything
0: about them and then it just it just fits in perfectly wow incredible it makes me want to go ride a horse <laughs> everyone should ride horses <laughs> yeah i know i used to at school but it's been a lo- it's been a long time now
1: it's just so relaxed and it's the same thing I think that well, I suppose I feel like in nature and whatever you do in nature whether it's just on a walk or just sitting down like right now I'm just sitting by a tree with my hands on the earth in this forest and feeling the same thing just like softness and just gentle and slowness and nothing else exists and just to breathe inhale and exhale something that used to be part of I think Humans' life every single day, and in modern living, there's so much noise. And everything's so busy. We're overloaded with information and words and visuals. And now we pay to go to yoga and meditation classes, and we have to put aside time to do that. Mm-hmm. Just to breathe yeah. and be in the moment. It's like it's become something special to do. Mm-hmm. And just being in nature and horses, and that's what again, paint making does for me. It's bringing back that normality, that aspect to my life where just breathe, just touch the earth, just watch one substance go into another substance. It's alchemy. Watch that rock um, transform into something else and that blue and then that blue creates the water in your painting and it's all just transforming and organic and moving um, and, and you can't rush it. It's a slow process so it slows me down. It's yeah, I and, and again what horses do, what everything natural does I think to a human being.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, speaking of slowing down, a lot of us have had to slow down or kind of change the pace of life in some respects because of this whole lockdown and coronavirus. Like, How has that been for you and how has that impacted your work?
1: It connected, to be honest, it connected, oh, a few things have happened. It connected me more to the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, when
0: you know we were, you know when we f- went through the first phase where we all had
1: to stay actually in the house, yeah. and not just social distancing, but really lock on lockdown. Going back to things like um, diet, so for me, I'm, I'm going to admit this now. <laughs> I, I I do tend to buy food from outside, ready made, or order in, right. and I get lazy about that aspect of life. And I really kind of went introspective to myself and I said you know I go on about making paint and connecting to the earth and I do all that but I'm ignoring one simple thing like what's going into my body Mm -hmm. and I have ignored that for a long time and why am I letting that aspect go it's not just about doing you know all this romantic complicated things paint making and you know traveling the earth but it's also what I eat daily Mm -hmm. so that got me thinking and thinking about, okay, let's start cooking again, you know, I can't eat out and let's get connected back to I am what I eat and understand, again, the alchemy that happens in cooking, um, you know, something transforming into something else and then when we eat it, it transforms into energy, what kind of energy, how does that make me feel and then I even started thinking about, okay, well, why didn't I plant something in my garden, mm-hmm. which I'm... I didn't do. I didn't get it. <laughs> um, but we, I did talk about it with my husband, and we decided to. I, mean, I still want to do this to sort of figure out how to make um, a vegetable garden, or at least just herbs. So there was that one aspect um, that really, like, basically changing my daily life in the simplest things that we ignore. And I tend to do that. I tend to get so into the more complicated things and mm-hmm. romantic things that the art is bringing and I forget that there are simple everyday daily things that can affect all of it and it does you know I started getting up really early I had more energy and that made me more sort of I felt more creative and Mm -hmm. I felt happier so that's one thing the other thing it did which I think has actually really changed my life and I don't think I can ever go back is funny enough social media Uh, I with the whole lockdown Mm -hmm. I the whole thing of suddenly having to be alone and be silent and not feel guilty about that because we were forced to be alone. Mm-hmm. I then decided to just leave social media a bit and not go on Instagram so much and just not scroll through, which I used to scroll through accounts. Just stay away. Don't even go on to like my phone or don't scroll. If I go on Instagram to post, post and run. Mm-hmm. And what that kind of did was it stopped all the noise all the visuals, all the words. And it's not a bad thing, I'm, all words and visuals, you know. I've been so inspired by everything I've seen. But there's a point where too, it becomes too much. Yeah. And then I think the human mind gets flooded so much and then you forget what you want to do or you don't realize it, but you start doing things in the way you think it, it is good or love because of outside influences. Mm-hmm. And so putting all that aside, I felt like... I can't, it's hard to explain. I felt like I'm going into some really private little bubble and I can, I'm like a child again. No one's watching. There's no expectations. I don't have to do anything. Just do something that makes me purely happy. And that was a total reset for my art. Mm-hmm. And I just, I ended up creating my whole new collection that I'm doing now, I'm working on now. Had, had came from there that was the seed of it that was when it was born and I'm so excited for it mm-hmm. and it all came from just shutting out the outside world and, and letting whatever was new and fresh and authentic like truly authentic just kind of seep in and mm-hmm. come in with no expectations
0: Wow, that's incredible! Are you able to tell us what the new collection is, or is it a surprise? I'm not allowed. It's
1: such a I'm so excited, and I really, really, really want to tell. Yeah. I might start hinting a okay. bit later, but right. and it's it's probably going to take two years to do. Oh wow! I'll try for a year and a half. Um, and I've just hired a wonderful team as well, um, to help go on this magical. It's a big journey. It's going to be a big. Um, thing but I, I've, I've never been so excited in my life for anything wow. and again it's it all started from here from just shutting everything out and I guess yeah being I think sometimes we forget maybe what authentic is mm. and I'm sort of thinking okay like a child when you're a child what did you do you didn't kind of think and analyse what would be successful what's needed what do people like what's their reaction you just kind of do in the yeah. moment what what is you know just coming to you and and, and the virus coming and all this lockdown and going so this what it did and yeah I felt like I was sort of everything had a reset mm-hmm. and I was reborn again and I just went with it and I'm continuing to going with it and so I've handed my um I mean my social media I've stuck with it by not scrolling not going right. in and, um letting my studio manager really help me on that front and sort of you know sort of go into it for me to keep it running Mm -hmm. and then obviously I do like to tap in here and there yeah so I think we can go the other way I I do want to stay connected Mm -hmm. and I've met some beautiful relationships on there so it's not about leaving the world but it's about keeping and maintaining a bit of a balance yeah yeah, it's hard to do, no, I'm <laughs> and, sure. I really, and I struggle with it, and yeah, struggling with it, but I don't want to because again, I can't deny all the beauty that's come from Instagram. Also, like mm-hmm. I said, I've met some amazing pigment foragers, so I can't, I don't just want to shut down and say, but you buy, yeah, you know, and then disrespect all the good stuff that's come from there. Mm. But I do need to keep some silence also and just maintain a
0: balance, yeah, for sure. Um, and now that life's moving on, like what are your other plans and hopes for the future? Like with your art, and what do you still want to do? So I still,
1: so I want to do. Well, obviously, I can't say the new collection, but <laughs> but but um, the new collection. What. It will be so the ends kind of what I'm trying to say with all my art is I do want to explore the relationship of sky and earth and it all goes back to reconnecting. Mm -hmm. I I just realised everything I do always seems to revolve around when I'm doing like creating art or thinking just for myself, what do I want to say with this what What is relevant to me like what's making my heart kind of buzz? It is everything about reconnecting. I need my art to have a practical something practical to it that's relevant to us, not mm-hmm. just telling a story for the sake of a story or i kind of want it to be i definitely need it to be positive
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: uplift people so not to show just badness but open doors for discussions but in a really positive way like come on what can we do about this let's reconnect and i also really want my art to have a practical element to it um, that I can give back to helping i suppose like like the world in different ways mm-hmm. and, and this is when i started the um collaboration with charity work a year ago mm-hmm. it was a little experiment I um, decided to make so for every collection a pigment case oh, so okay. I put little specimens aside of everything I made paid from
0: in a mm-hmm. little bottle oh, nice. and then frames it all in this case uh-huh. and I named it earth for earth so in a sense selling
1: earth to give back for the earth and then all the proceeds of that sale would go directly to some charities amazing. and it worked out really well and so now I want to go with that that was just sort of the first bit of can we blend art with charity in a sense mm-hmm. and that was amazing and now that's led to some more projects with charities um coming also which is exciting so I think I really want my art to go in a way that's a practical and working with other organisations and also practical in its message, and, but everything uplifting, and everything about healing, and oneness, and reconnecting.
0: Yeah, amazing, that's so, that's so good that you're like using your art to help other people, um, and it's so exciting that you're working on a new project, which sounds you know like it's really gonna be incredible to <laughs> <laughs> no sometimes sometimes it's good <laughs> to it keep people to for waiting if it's if it's something good to look forward to um, <laughs> well thank you so much for your time it was so lovely to speak to you and hear about your work and all your influences and how you make your paints and everything it was really inspiring um, so everyone who wants to check out Hannah's work it's at hannah.sharnavaz on Instagram and I will link to her website and everything as well so yeah, thank you so much Hannah um, well
1: thanks for having me that was lovely and relaxing <laughs> A nice little relaxing chat um, really nice so thanks honestly for contacting me and yeah, organising this
0: you're welcome thank